You're listening to Vet to Vet Coaching, and I'm your host, Dr. Ginger Templeton. This is episode 23 of the podcast and the third in our series on assumptions in veterinary medicine. Today, we tackle the assumption of scarcity and talk about why we feel like we don't have enough. Stay tuned. I am very excited to be offering a new program called Spark. It is weekly group coaching available for veterinary team members. I firmly believe that everyone deserves access to an objective, highly trained, knowledgeable coach. But let's face it, one-to-one coaching can be expensive. And group coaching not only is affordable, but it provides a unique benefit. What is group coaching? You're going to come into a Zoom call. You may submit a question and may be picked to be coached in front of the group. You don't have to be coached in front of the group, and that's where the unique second benefit comes in. By listening to others get coached through their problems, you are going to learn how to apply these tools to your own concerns. And because this is a group of veterinary team members, you are going to hear issues that you are facing. You are going to hear issues that your team is facing. This is going to be highly relevant to your day-to-day. So for $67 a month, you can get group coaching on a weekly basis and have access to me via email for quick questions and the tools that I teach. If you want to sign up, go to my website, drdrgingertempleton, that's drgingertempleton.com. If you're not sure if this is right for you, just send me an email. We'll talk through it. Ginger at vetdevetcoaching.com. Don't delay. Spark is going to be an amazing program. It's going to change the lives of veterinary team members. I want to see you there. Welcome back to our series on assumptions in veterinary medicine. Today, I just want to start out by talking about an article that I read recently. It has absolutely nothing to do with today's topic, but I think it's really important for us to explore topics of interest that stimulate our brains, stimulate thinking, and yet have nothing to do with our careers or our ambition. And so this article appeared on November 2nd in uh, Nature, actually on nature.com, and was written by Amber Dance. And the topic is studying life at the extremes. And so in this article, she explores microbiologists, molecular biologists, geneticists who look at bacteria in extreme environments. And these environments can range from extreme heat, extreme acidity. And what was really interesting to me is that, you know, I thought a lot about how bacteria grow in the lab when I was a graduate student. But it's more than that, the genetics. So when they are not working with the actual living organisms, but even just the DNA, and the proteins of the organisms, because the DNA is used to such, you know, a different environment. And I really want to say stressful environment, but I guess to the bacteria, it's not stressful. It's normal. And our environments are stressful. Um, But their techniques, their molecular genetics that, you know, you think about things like PCR and Western blots and all those things you learned way back in the day in biochem or genetics or, you know, somewhere way back. The way that they implement those very basic techniques to study the bacteria have to be creatively modified. And so I loved how these scientists had to really get creative 
not just in thinking about how these bacteria live, but how to study them. So I don't know if that's anything you're interested in, but if it is, again, November 2nd, nature.com article. And even if it's not something you're interested in, really get out there and look at things that are different than your day-to-day work. Stretch your brain. It's restoring. I promise. You won't regret it. You won't spend a lot of time probably. Uh, and you know, you'll, you'll learn something new, something that maybe just re-energizes you a little bit. All right, so today's topic is on assumptions, again, assumptions in veterinary medicine. So in the first episode, Tackling Assumptions, we talked about the assumption of why. And this is often an assumption that is held by someone else and they present it to us. So the why you must be a veterinarian is because you love animals. You must love animals. And that drives the decisions that you make. And if it doesn't, there's this sort of implicit assumption that there's something wrong with you. The next assumption we covered was the assumption of death, and specifically the assumption that it is the most challenging aspect of our job to both prescribe and administer euthanasia. And for some of us, that may be true. I'm not bringing up these assumptions to say that they're wrong. I'm bringing up these assumptions to challenge you to practice self-coaching and to dig deeply into why you believe what you believe and really knowing what you believe fits still with who you are as a person and that it isn't a vestige that you're holding from a previous phase of your life. Today, we're going to talk about the assumption of scarcity. Now, I got to say, I love the topic of scarcity. I love talking about it with veterinarians in particular and vet techs because it bridges this imaginary divide between our personal lives and our professional lives. You know, the reality is we take our personal into work and we often bring our work and professional back home. And this idea that we're two separate people and that we can have, you know, clear cut boundaries between those two is, it's fine to strive for boundaries. I am all about that but also having realistic expectations around who you are at home, what part of that comes with you to the workplace, and who you are at work and what part of that goes home with you, I think is really beneficial as you grow and, uh, you know, try to set goals for yourself and set reasonable expectations for development and growth, both personally and professionally. So scarcity, have you heard or have you heard yourself say, I don't have enough time? And another way to state this, people say, I'm too busy. I'm just too busy. And that might be too busy to, you know, exercise, too busy to meditate, too busy for self-care. It might be too busy to do something, too busy to go out, too busy to, you know, uh, connect. Another scarcity that we feel is not enough money. And, you know, we know there is a debt crisis in our field. There is a salary issue in our field. And so you'll hear veterinarians say, well, we don't make enough money. I don't have enough money. Um, I have too much debt. That's another version of scarcity. Too much debt. Uh, We don't have enough clients in our practice. We don't have enough patients. We don't have enough appointments. So in a sense, we're saying we're not busy enough to have enough money. So, you know, at once we complain about being too busy, but then we need to be busier to have enough money. A slightly different assumption around scarcity is not enough staff. 
And you hear that we were really struggling before coronavirus with a deficit of technicians. And so I think another way to think of this is not enough support, not enough trained personnel, not enough know-how, a lack of knowledge. And I don't mean your knowledge. I mean a lack of skill, knowledge, expertise, people to implement that in your practice. Now, some of these areas may be true. But if they are assumptions that you aren't investigating, if they are simply part of your thinking, and you're not really analyzing, is it true that I don't have enough time? Is it true that I don't have enough money? Is it true that I have too little trained staff members? Then it becomes part of who you are and you lack the insight, <laughs> lack, the self-awareness to really function from a place of confidence, from a place of seeing the potential in yourself, in your practice, because you are building on a foundation of instability, of weakness, of insecurity, of lack. And so what do I want you to do? Well, it's the same as we've done in the weeks before. I want you to self-coach through this. So just as we've done in the last two weeks, I want you to use this mechanism, is it true? I don't have enough time. Is it true? I don't have enough time for my kids to help them with their homework. Is it true? I don't have enough time to meditate. I don't have enough time for that self-care stuff. Is it true? If the answer is yes, yes, I really want to have the time for those things, but I don't have it. My days are full and I come home and I eat and I go to bed. And on the weekends, it, I'm just recovering. Mm, I don't have enough energy. That might be the better question to, to explore. And if you don't have enough energy, why? Where is it going? How can you restore it? Same thing with time. Where is your time going? Are there moments in your day or in your week where you could carve out time just for you or just for those things that you see as important? Or is there really a problem in your life so great that you don't have control over some aspects of your time? And that may apply to some of you who are in internships or residencies where you really don't have the control over your schedule. And coupled with that, the schedule is so rigorous. And so then you may have to say, I don't have enough time. Is it true? Yes. The flip of that, I don't have enough time. Is it true? No. Oh, then practice noticing the abundance in your life. Be grateful for the time that you do have, even if you feel that you're frittering that time away. So you go, is it true? No. Where is my time going? Mm, Twitter. Okay. I'm not telling you to abandon Twitter. You can. I would love that. You know how I feel about social media. But I'm actually just saying notice it. And then the next time you're scrolling away on Twitter, be grateful. Take a quick minute and go, hmm, I'm grateful for this time I have to fritter away. You may stop yourself and go, oh, this is a waste of time. What can I do instead? Or you may just keep on scrolling. Either way, noticing it, acknowledging it, builds that mentality of abundance and being aware of your feeling of inadequacy or lack or scarcity. 
What are some of those other assumptions? I don't have enough money. Is it true? No. What is enough money? You know, if you say, I'm unsure, I don't have enough money, I feel like I don't have enough money, I'm unsure, do I? Then the flip of that is, do I have too much money? No. What is enough? And this is really challenging in our modern society. You know, I believe in being frugal. I feel strongly about not being in debt. And so if you're sitting there with $350,000 in student loans and, you know, $120,000 a year salary, you, you may answer the question, I don't have enough money. Is it true? Yes. Okay. Then what do you do about it? Can you dig into that? First, can you be grateful for what you do have? I have a house. Yes, I have to pay rent. Yes, that's expensive. Yes, it's stressful, but I have a home over my head. Gratitude. I have a job. I have income coming in. Gratitude. A daily gratitude practice when the answer to the question around lack is, is it true? Yes. A daily gratitude practice for what you do in fact have can be immensely beneficial. But the flip of that is, well, what do you need to change to make the answer to this question no? And it may be a change in your circumstances. You may really need to get a second job. You may need to cut your expenses dramatically. You may need to stop relying on credit moving forward. You may need to simply shift your mindset. I do have enough. I have enough and I'm overspending. I have enough things. I can stop buying stuff, be grateful for what I have, and that will allow me to have less debt, which equals more net worth, which equals, is the answer to the question true? No, or I'm less sure of it now. This is self-coaching. And I'm just going through examples. Each of you will have different answers. And I'm going to tell you, if you're feeling triggered at all by what I'm saying, that's an area to dig into. Self-coach through. Find how your answers are different than my answers. How your assumptions are different than my assumptions. And notice the feelings that come up. And if they are painful, sharp, acidic, then that's a great area for journaling, for meditation, for self-care, for coaching. So again, the assumptions, I don't have enough time, I'm too busy. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough clients, patients, appointments. I don't have enough staff. I don't have enough help. I don't have enough support. Work through whichever those assumptions resonate with you. And if you think, oh, I have enough of all of those things, good. Self-coach through them. Do I have enough money? Yes. Oh, great. Am I daily experiencing gratitude for that? Am I sharing? Am I being vulnerable with those around me by saying, I have more than I need. And so I'm going to give some away. Play with this self-coaching. It can be really powerful. We are going to explore lack a little bit further next week in the next episode. 
we're going to talk about a perception that exists among many veterinarians that there's a lack of career mobility in our field. And there has actually been a paper on this. I'll cite it next time. And so we're going to dig into this very specific assumption of lack. And that's, you know, a lack of ability to change fields, shift careers, and still have an income to, you know, deal with the debt or the financial needs that you have. In the meantime, journal, 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 self-coach, work through these questions. And please don't forget to practice your healthy mind platter. As I talked about in the first episode of the Assumption series, if you're not strong in your self-care, if you're not strong in your commitment to a daily or weekly practice, whether that's exercise, meditation, mindfulness, all of the things on the Healthy Mind Platter that Dan Siegel put out and that I talked about in the early episodes, it's not a great idea to start digging into your assumptions and questioning and challenging yourself. You need to build up your core first, your mental health core. And then once you've done that, come back to these episodes and dig into the assumptions you have about yourself and about your career. I love coaching with you guys through this podcast. And for those of you who feel that one-on-one coaching would be valuable, please reach out to me. I do have some spots available. Ginger at vetvetcoaching.com. Also, if you have questions for the podcast, either general questions or even specific scenarios that you would like for me to dig into, I am more than happy to take those through email. And if they're appropriate and relevant, consider uh, talking through those on air. So again, ginger at vettevetcoaching.com. Please do your homework this week. Take care of yourselves this week with all of the political stress and strife the increasing cases with Corona, we all have so much on our plates. And that chronic, low-grade, almost dismissible stress can play a much greater role because we're not aware of it than the really acute stress that we notice. So practice your self-care, take care of yourselves, and I'll see you back here next week. Dr. Templeton is a licensed veterinarian in the state of North Carolina. She is not a medical doctor or mental health provider. The content of this show is for entertainment and educational purposes only. It does not substitute for medical or mental health care. The content of this show is not meant to diagnose or treat any human medical or mental health conditions, veterinary medical conditions, nor is it meant to provide legal or financial advice. At Vet to Vet Coaching, we take mental health and the veterinary suicide issue very seriously. If you or someone you know is experiencing suicidal thoughts, thoughts of self-harm, or a mental health crisis, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 or seek emergency care locally.